production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is Truck or Treat and how can you use it to engage members? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Melissa Greenwood, who is the Manager of Communications at Revali Electric Co-op. Melissa, thanks for joining me. Yes, thank you, Andy. Appreciate being here. We are here at the epicenter of um, utility communications in the Northwest this week at the NWPPA NIC conference. Um, and I always forget Nick saying Nick conference. Is that like ATM machine where the, the C <laughs> does the C stand stands for? Stands for both. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're here at the Nick uh, put on by NWPPA and uh, excited for Melissa to take a couple of minutes to talk because you guys have a really cool idea um, that you guys do in the fall um, called truck or treat, not trunk or treat, not trick or treat, but truck or treat. Tell us a little bit about that. You got it. So yes, last year I kind of came up with this idea. For those of you that uh, work in the co-op world, October is National Co-op Month. And so part of the ideas I wanted to try and do for that to get more community engagement was coming up with something not just to inform our members about what we do or the services we provide, but just something that would be fun for the community to participate in and also to benefit our local businesses in the area. So I took the trunk or treat idea where people use their car trunks to hand out candy as kids go by. And I turned it into truck or treat where I reached out to local businesses in the area and offered for them to come to our facility and they could decorate their truck and then hand out candy to kids as they trick-or-treated from truck to truck. And I was shooting for kind of the bigger commercial size vehicles like our bucket trucks, just because little kids love to see big, cool trucks. Oh, yeah. And I mean, some of us grownups do too, by the way. <laughs> well, yes, that's true also. Uh, so I, I started reaching out to businesses in the area, pitched them my idea. I ended up getting 24 local businesses to participate. Nice. It was, it was a good turnout on the truck end. We had everything from propane trucks to school buses. It was really neat. We got local law enforcement, some uh, emergency service trucks, some fire engines and ambulances. Our local county sheriff was there handing out candy. So that was great. And um, I felt good about that. And then I just hoped that kids would show up and they showed up. We went for two hours and had just a line of kids in the whole parking lot. We estimated probably over 500 kids showed up that oh, night wow. to trick or treat. So all in all, it was an amazing event. Lots of great feedback. We had a great time putting it on for the community, and I think all of the kids enjoyed themselves as well. For sure, and uh, plenty of candy uh, going around. Sounds like, and the so you guys had it at your at your office, right at the the plant office or, or, yep. or building. Yep, we had it at our building. Luckily, we just built a new facility about three years ago. Okay, so we have near our garage base for our trucks a rather large open asphalt area. So we had enough room to line all the trucks. We kind of circled them up like covered wagons. And so it was an easy path for the kids to follow, which was nice and convenient for us as far as not having to find a place to host the event. It was nice to be able to do it right there on co-op grounds. And we just circled them all in and the kids came and, and went around and yeah, it was a great time. Now, did you guys, um, in terms of messaging or, or safety or any other topics like that, were there, um, I guess, was there educational piece to it or was it just fun handing out candy or a little bit of both? What, mm. what, what, what all, uh, went into it in terms of, of what you guys were, um, 
putting out there for folks? Sure. It really was just about fun and letting the kids trick or treat and get the candy. Uh, and that's okay too sometimes. And that's okay too. That was kind of what I wanted to do. You know, a lot of times we do these regular events, you know, member appreciation days or our annual meetings where we are educating our members or, you know, talking to the public about what we do and, and the service we provide. But I wanted this to be something just completely different, something that our employees could volunteer at and do something fun and nice for the community that didn't have, you know, any type of education to it. It was just, wow, look at Revival Electric. They're doing a fun thing for the community and we appreciate it. I also wanted it to be a way for our local businesses to have a chance to promote their business. And and they were grateful to me for that. So I said, you know, if you have any coupons or discounts or anything like that, feel free to hand out that to the parents as they walked by. And then of course the candy for the kids. So I kind of wanted to make a good partnership with those local businesses. Um, just showing our support for them. So it really was just about supporting local businesses and having a fun event for the kids. Yeah, now we're working for this podcast to come out right at the end of September, maybe beginning of October. So Halloween's coming quick. Um, But I know last year you said um, this wasn't something you started planning months and months ahead of time. It was a pretty quick timeline for you, yeah? Right. Yeah. It was actually just about this time last year that I, I had had this thought and idea and I went to my boss and said... I kind of want to do this. What do you think? He was a little skeptical, but he said, go for it. If you make it happen, awesome. Um, If not, we'll deal with it. (laughs) So I I went to work quickly and swiftly. Uh, I used a lot of connections that I had already to get word out to the kids. So we do a lot of work with the local schools as far as electrical safety demonstrations and telling them about what we do. So I reached out to those connections and gave flyers to teachers in the schools. I went to a lot of the childcare centers that we have around and gave them flyers. And then of course our usual social media posts and some ads in the paper last minute. Um, and then just really utilize my fellow employees to help me get everything put together. The nice thing about it was I didn't really have a lot of setup on my end because the trucks and the businesses that came could decorate their own trucks. So I did a little bit of decorating around the entrance of where people would come in. But otherwise, you know, our biggest investment when it comes to budget, which this was nice too, if you, you know, have a small budget, we're a very small co-op and I don't have a huge budget. So really my main investment was the candy, which we all ran out of the candy. So I have, I have note this year to buy more candy, but, um, you know, I didn't really have too much work other than trying to recruit those businesses to participate and get the word out to the kids. But in the end, it all came together and worked out great. Um, I'm working on it again right now. Uh, we had people uh, a couple days after the event last year, you know, you're going to do this again next year, right? Oh, it's Please become a tradition it. now. <laughs> yeah. So I went to my board and my boss and said, I'm sorry, you know, the people are calling for this. So, uh, and I've already had businesses calling me and reaching out already. I haven't even really started to promote oh. it or recruit yet. And they're wanting to do it again. So I think they really appreciate it and enjoyed that opportunity as well. And so yeah, it was and, fun. And that's where I was headed next is, is this will be year two this year. So what's different in year two? Are you make any, any significant changes or is it bigger, more people? Obviously you said more candy. 
Right. More candy is the biggest one. Uh, the other little thing we didn't think about was uh, little kids have to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, we had one bathroom patrol person, but now we're going to have to have a couple to escort them in to use the bathroom because we did hold the event outside. Okay. So you're so, in, into the building, into yeah, the co-op building. We, okay. We, luckily, where we're at um, on our grounds, there's a bathroom right nearby, but you have to get into the building, which is a secure area. So uh, we'll have more bathroom materials attendance this year. It's important I, stuff to think about. That's right. That's right. I am hoping for more businesses. I've already had two new businesses that said they heard about it last year and they want to sign up for it this year. Nice. So that'll be good. I'm hoping for a few more businesses and then just again, uh, good partici- participation from the community. So, um, you know, one of the things that came up last year that I didn't even know about that our, our sheriff that was there told us about, um, you know, we have a little bit of a drug problem in our area and um, they, they worry about the kids at schools because it looks like candy. And so oh. a lot of parents came to us afterwards and said, thank you for providing a safe environment oh, okay. for my kids to trick or treat in. We trust these local businesses. We trust you, mm-hmm. which is great. And so I think that will help bring kids back also because as they're getting a little leery of letting them go house to house on their own, this provides them another opportunity to enjoy the holiday. So I think it'll be a good turnout again this year. Yeah, I know that's why a lot of a lot of places have gone to more of a trunk or treat style or, or something Correct. like that to get together. So just in terms of nuts and bolts, the the businesses who were there, um, did they have to pay to be there? Do they have rules that it couldn't be too scary or anything like that? Or you just kind of cut them loose and said, come on, let's, let's make it happen and just see what worked. I really kind of left it open. I encouraged them to decorate their trucks. I didn't put any limitations on it. Uh, we did have a Michael Myers that was handing out candy and, um, you know, he was scared sitting there in his chair, handing the candy out and I could watch and see the kids a little hesitant. But then I also saw him giving high fives to kids as they walked by. Um, We didn't have anything super scary. Uh, We decorated our line truck, um, our bucket truck, like a dragon with fire coming out of his mouth, which was really fun. So no limitations. There were some that they didn't want to decorate or, or didn't think of anything. But we also in coordination with the truck or treating event had a contest. So we gave each child a ticket as they came in and then each truck had a little bucket and they could drop their ticket in to vote for who they thought had the coolest truck or the best decorated truck. Yeah. And then in the end we counted those up and gave, I gave some prizes to that, that company so they could take their employees out to lunch or dinner or something like that to celebrate. So yeah, there were no rules. There were no fees. It was just come and participate. Participate. Um, well, and, and, yeah. and who won? I mean, did the dragon truck win or, well, or inquiring minds want to know? Oh, it yeah. did, Andy. Ours, ours did have the most tickets, but of course, you know, we can't win. So I ended uh, up giving that first place prize to um, uh, the second place winner. He was an iron welder and he kind of had a, he was a former vet actually. And so he had kind of an army skeleton theme going on oh, cool. and you had to crawl into his old Humvee army truck oh. to get the candy. It was kind of an interactive truck, which was really neat. So the kids really liked that one and I thought he would be a good winner. So. Oh yeah, definitely deserving winner. Well, so last question I have for you, just in terms of advice, if there's somebody else who's thinking about it, whether or not they have time to do it this year or whether they're going to do it next year. I mean, this sounds like something that would be pretty easy for other folks around, um, around the country to, to 
admire and acquire, as they say, and, uh, and do it. So any advice that you would have for somebody who's thinking about doing it or any lessons learned that first year that, uh, um, you know, that you'd pass on in terms of advice? I would just say, go for it. I was a little bit hesitant and I just pushed myself. I did visits in person, which I think really helped. Sometimes it's a concept that people weren't quite understanding when I visited over the phone or in an email that I would send out to to a business. To the business like recruiting? Exactly. So I really did a lot of footwork to go out to the businesses, explain the concept or what I wanted to do and personally invite them. And then I think that personal touch also made them feel good. Oh yeah. So I would, I would encourage that. Um, I would also encourage you to do it because like I said, I did mine on a fairly small budget. So it's just a great way to make a big impact with a small budget. So definitely go for it. Um, it's really fun event too. I think all of our employees that volunteered, um, had a great time. We also had a lot of our employees bring their families and their kids to trick or treat. So it was neat seeing your fellow coworkers all dressed up like a Scooby-Doo family or something going around with their kids and it kind of bonded us. So I think it's great for employee morale and uh, just an all around fun thing you can do to just be a good citizen in your community. Yeah. One thing I didn't, when, when you mentioned that, I didn't ask, this was the time frame. This was an evening, a couple hours in the evening. And was it on Halloween or a couple of days before or after? We, Great we, question. I, I should have covered that earlier. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mention that. So I did it on the last Friday of October. So it was not on Halloween. Um, I found that when I was trying to figure out when to do it, a lot of other groups do things on Halloween. Sure. So I wanted to cry and have like less competition when we put ours on or try and get the most people to show up that I could. So we did it on the last Friday of the month and that's when I'm doing it again this year. And our office hours, we end at 4.30. So we started at five and went for two hours from five to say five to seven, basically until it gets dark. Um, so for safety reasons, you know, out sure. there, not having too much going on in the dark. But also it was an easy way to try and get employees to stay and volunteer because we end the workday at 4.30, just stick around after work, help us out for a couple hours. And then my boss took us all out to pizza afterwards as a thank you to celebrate. So again, it was a good bonding experience with all of our employees. Yeah. And builds relationships with the communities, with the business owners and with your staff. That's tough right. to beat, especially something that can be done on a low budget pretty quick. So yep. well, Melissa, thanks so much for sharing the, the, uh, the story with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. She is Melissa Greenwood. She is the manager of communications with Revale Electric Co-op. I'm your host, Andy Johns. And until we talk again, Keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.